Welcome football fans. Buckle up for another hard-hitting episode of Let's Talk XFL, the only podcast solely focused on the XFL. From a sunny Southwest Florida studio, here's your host Michael Lathrop. Hello football fans. This is episode 31, A Lawsuit and Rumored Cities. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Royal Retros by 503 Sports. Royal Retros are the king of throwbacks. Royal Retros by 503 Sports provides a line of merchandise from legendary defunct leagues such as the XFL 1.0. If you've always wanted to get yourself a quality Las Vegas Outlaws He Hate Me or Los Angeles Extreme Tommy Maddox jersey, perhaps even an OG XFL's team's t-shirt, we have you covered. Simply click on the link provided in the show's description and notes and enter the code Let's Talk XFL at checkout to receive 10% off your purchase. Before I cover any new XFL developments, I would like to take a moment to address something within the XFL community and fan base. Although there has always been a sense of eagerness among us XFL crazies, lately there has been a growing darkness among our ranks. Last week, we did not get the desired city's announcement. For anyone who feels they need clarification as to what happened, I share the following information. The source of the supposed announcement, Randy Carraker of 101 ESPN in St. Louis, responded to a Twitter post which implied that Carraker might have meant something different. In Carraker's response, he posted, No, I just received incorrect information. I was told June 1st. Clearly not the case. First and foremost, I will not get into calling out individuals or sharing posts for their aggressive and even some unacceptable behavior and interactions. Seeing some of the XFL fan base has taken to social media and, for the lack of a better term, attacked members of the media for sharing information obtained, whether it be Randy Carricker or people such as myself, calling out a report that doesn't deliver is one thing. But to personally attack to the extent of spreading lies in an effort of defamation, harassment, and slander of any person is unacceptable. So here is my public service announcement. If you don't already know this, let this be a lesson. In the world of news, media companies and outlets rely on sources. To be fair, every legitimate news company has been proven to be correct and incorrect. Whether it is CNN, ESPN, or any other news outlet. Each one of their most respected reporters utilize sources. These sources speak off the record to protect them from their employer for leaking information. Sources may have direct or indirect ties to the situation they share information about. Unless there has been a public announcement or unveiling, every piece of sourced information should be taken with a grain of salt. Notable media companies post corrections and even redactions for information which has been proven to be incorrect. These outlets typically hide these posts in areas of their own media, which are often difficult to find. Whether it be a newspaper in an unpopular section and in small print, or television networks on their digital spaces such as their websites, these corrections or redactions are rarely seen, which leads the public to believe these news companies and outlets are more creditable. As for niche XFL media platforms, whether it be XFL Board, XFL News Hub, XFL Newsroom, as well as podcasts use a mixture of public announcements and source-based information. Moving forward, this is something to keep in mind. That being said, I created this show in the manner that I have to cut out the BS and deliver the information. 
I obtain XFL-related information, and when I share it, I provide the source of which it came from. This is what responsible outlets do. By doing so does not make it fact. So, I will say it again. I simply obtain XFL-related information and present it to the community and fan base so they can process and determine for themselves what is important and perhaps even truthful. Now, moving on to why you tune into this show. This week, I will not be joined by a guest. Obviously, this past week, we did not get the news we anticipated. However, there are several developments worth discussing. So, let's get to it. On June 1st, the XFL shop prematurely enabled its upcoming XFL NFT collection launch. The launch date has a generic month double X 2022 designation. According to the XFL NFT collection shop page, it will be a limited edition release of an XFL coin NFT. The XFL logo coin NFT will be your entry into the XFL NFT collection challenges. I must credit the Twitter handle at Reddit XFL for bringing this information to light. For those of you who may not know, NFTs are non-fungible tokens, which can be any digital collectible that a person can own outside of an analog world. Non-fungible tokens can be shared and consumed, but not duplicated, and each NFT minted is a verifiably unique asset. Also on June 1st, Pro Football Network reporter Aaron Wilson posted two separate tweets pertaining to the XFL. Wilson's first tweet stated the following. Sources, XFL franchise coached by former Oklahoma coach Bob Stoops will be based in the Dallas area. His second tweet simply stated, Sources, former NFL tight end Anthony Becht will coach the XFL St. Louis franchise. I will hold off on elaborating on this further, due to more developments to be mentioned later in the show. Also on June 1st, Canadian Football League Commissioner Randy Ambrosi made an appearance on Sportsnet where he was asked about the failed CFL-XFL merger. Here is the segment. The one thing that I wanted to get to was the, the, the exploration between the XFL and the CFL and how they ended up making a deal with the NFL. Was that something that you guys looked at and wanted to make sure that you kind of crossed all of the T's and dotted all the I's on something like that? Well, you know, the conversation with the XFL was interesting to be sure. And in the end, um, you know, it was always about figuring out, you know, was there an opportunity for both sides? You know, the one plus one equals three. Right. And, it, you know, and it didn't come to fruition, but there were things that we learned during that process. And certainly we learned uh, just how passionate CFL fans are about our game. In fact, Tim, that actually went into this product review process that we launched this year, mm -hmm. uh, started with the, perhaps the biggest consumer research study we've ever done. What did fans want? Uh, we involved the, perhaps the most inclusive process. We involved all of our presidents and coaches and GMs in, in a review. I think this hash marks uh, rule change is going to be really good for our game. But it all started with a conversation. How do, how do we make this the funnest, fastest 
most exciting game brand of football in the world. Mm -hmm. And in the end, it was an affirmation that we can do that on our three down game and use this gigantic field, which is one of the greatest assets we have. Use it to our advantage. The, the, I grew up playing three down football. I'm on the record extolling the virtues of three down football and the Canadian game and its influence on the American game and how many things that I think are better rules in the Canadian game. Was there ever in that discussion or in that review the idea that we may have to go to a four down game to continue to grow and thrive never a we have to for sure definitely not it was an honest question if you want to have the if you want the game that the 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 brand of football that is the most fun and the fastest and the most entertaining in the world how do you do that and so you put it all out there and then we brought a whole group of people together And in the end, that conversation about four downs lasted about five minutes and everything else was how do we take our game? How do we use this giant pallet that is a 65 yard wide field and 110 long and 20 yard end zones, almost 700 square feet more space per player? How do you make sure that you can use that entire canvas to paint a picture? And, and the energy that our coaches and presidents and GMs and the league office put into that, it was a celebration that we've got the right game at the right time and we can build a future on. Ambrosi not only addressed the CFL-XFL merger discussions, but he also essentially put it to rest. He has made it clear the Canadian Football League has moved on and is committed to their version of football. So, for anyone who thinks there's potential of the two leagues revisiting talks in the future, This segment should be enough evidence for you to move past any sort of pie-in-the-sky ideas of a merger. Then, on June 2nd, TMZ Sports reported Together Company filed a lawsuit against the XFL over the league's rebranded X logo with the use of the word Together. Included in the lawsuit's documents is a side-by-side of the logos and states they have made repeated attempts to contact the league and its legal team regarding the issue and states the XFL has failed to acknowledge that it has tread on Together's rights. Now, the company is requesting the court to step in and force the XFL to stop using the X logo, as well as damages. If you recall, back on April 6th, Megan Rapino first addressed the issue by tweeting the following, Only thing at The Rock and at XFL 2023 are going to be cooking up is a response to a cease and desist and an entire new brand ID. At Together got this on Lockboys. The following day, the Together company had issued a cease and desist to the XFL. According to the lawsuit, the XFL never responded to the cease and desist. Later in the day, several XFL fans found the XFL had removed its launch promotion video and uploaded an edited version of it. The new edited version does not include the word together. I am not going to claim to know what the XFL is being instructed to do by legal counsel, but I think the league's action on the launch promotion video is a bit of an eye-opener. We will have to see how this all plays out. Also on June 2nd, the HBCU Pigskin Showdown posted on its Twitter account, XFL Director of College and Professional Relations, CJ Cavazos, invited 14 players to participate in this summer's XFL-HBCU Showcase. The positional breakdown is as follows. One quarterback, two running backs, four wide receivers, three offensive linemen, two edge rushers, and two defensive backs. It is unclear if more players will be invited to participate. Then, on June 3rd, XFL co-owner Dwayne The Rock Johnson made a post on Twitter with the following message. Dallas, Texas, here we come. Our world-famous Terramana Mana Mobile 
will be at Dallas Farmer's Market tomorrow from 1 a.m. to 1 p.m. Come and enjoy our award-winning tequila, French toast, and tacos. As always, it's all free. Enjoy, Dallas. I'll see you next month for the XFL. I am solely focused on the last sentence. I'll see you next month for the XFL. Is Dwayne The Rock Johnson referring to attending the XFL showcase in Texas on July 24th? Or is he alluding to something else? Say the anticipated cities and teams announcement? We need to remain patient and wait to see what he's referring to. Then on June 4th, Pro Football Network reporter Aaron Wilson reported XFL cities and their assigned head coaches. According to Wilson, the cities and head coaches are as follows. Dallas, Bob Stoops. D.C., Reggie Barlow. Houston, Wade Phillips. Las Vegas, Rod Woodson. Orlando, Terrell Buckley. San Antonio, Heinz Ward. Seattle, Jim Hazlitt. St. Louis, Anthony Beck. Now, to be completely fair, former Let's Talk XFL guest and XFL insider Mike Mitchell reported these exact cities and their likely head coaches back on April 14th. I share this bit of information, not as an effort to cast shade onto Aaron Wilson, but to acknowledge and credit Mike Mitchell. Doing so also helps us to get a clearer picture of what the XFL landscape will likely look like for 2023. To be clear, these reports does not mean these cities and head coaching assignments are official, which is anticipated to be announced sometime this summer. Also on June 4th, Jose Jefferson made a post on his Twitter account regarding the following news. I am happy to announce I will start work with the XFL on Monday as a director of team operations. It was sad to leave my position at Viterbo as the staff and athletes are amazing, but this was too good to pass on. This will be a great compliment to CGS. Hashtag CGS All-Star. Hashtag XFL. Jefferson's announcement is a bit surprising. Typically, the XFL make an official announcement for key hires. By looking at the replies to his post, there are some legitimate individuals within the football coaching ecosystem congratulating him on his new endeavor. Although we have not seen a formal announcement, Jefferson's post and the replies create a genuine and legitimate vibe. So, I believe it to be true. Hopefully in the coming days we'll see something released from the XFL to confirm it. Then, on June 5th, Honolulu Star Advisor writer Stephen Tanze reported former Houston Roughnecks head coach June Jones has been hired to become the offensive coordinator of the XFL Seattle franchise. If you recall, back on April 25th, Coach Jones briefly updated his Twitter account's profile, which included the following, Offensive Coordinator, XFL, for Jim Hazlitt in Seattle. Although there has not been an official announcement, this report matches what Coach Jones has already released publicly. Even if it was only for a short time, this supports the league almost a month and a half later. A formal announcement is likely around the corner. Before we go, let's try to be better and appreciative of XFL media members. Each of them work hard to develop relationships within the XFL ecosystem. They leverage those relationships to provide you with the XFL news you crave. So be patient. And remember to take source information with a grain of salt. All good things must come to an end. This concludes another episode of Let's Talk XFL. As always, I am interested in receiving your feedback. So do not be a stranger. Reach out to let me know your thoughts. And if you do so, your comments might just make it on the show. But before you go, do not forget to subscribe and rate the show on your platform or choice.
One last thing. If you're interested in checking out our friends over at Royal Retros by 503 Sports, do not forget to click on the link in the show's description and notes, as well as that sweet code, Let's Talk XFL, or 10% off your purchase. Thank you for tuning in. Till next time, cheers. Thank you for tuning in to today's show. Don't forget to subscribe and rate Let's Talk XFL on your platform of choice. Follow Let's Talk XFL on Facebook and Twitter at Let's Talk XFL. Do you have a question or topic you would like to have addressed on the show? Message the show via social media or send an email to letstalkxfl at gmail.com.